0: No, do it. do it. No, no, now you got to do it. You just said it. Is
1: that the full
0: thing? It's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and
1: gentlemen. No, because Dennis is going to
0: get mad. He's not going to get mad. Can no, no, it's already been recording, so it's oh, going to be on. Right here. We're, We're doing good. it live. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and We're doing and it live. We're doing it live. And three, <laughs> two, one.
1: Good
0: afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You kind of messed it up. Anyways, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. Social media manager, Lauren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fabulous installment of Matt and Dennis, the Matt and Dennis podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Matt Scarano. I'm joined alongside, in place, of Dennis, who is very ill, very under the weather. We hope uh, he has a... A quick, uh, speedy recovery. He seems to be doing well. Talked to him a little bit earlier. He's uh, he's drinking water, hydrating, taking his vitamins. Um, so hope to have him back on and uh, in his place tonight, good friend. Uh, we've done two or three episodes of a music podcast that went absolutely nowhere. Uh, <laughs> my good friend, uh, he's in Tampa tonight, Mr. Sebastian Arbeliaz. Sebastian, welcome to Matt and Dennis. Thanks for following us
2: Well, no, thanks for having me.
0: It's it's good to see you. Good to see your face. Um, me and Sebastian, we talk sports a lot. We've uh, I've I've had the fortune of being uh, in person with Sebastian at many sporting events. Some of which where we are rooting for the same team, others not so much. Yep. Um, and that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's show and having him on. Um, obviously, Giants fan, and I am I'm chomping at the bit because. Uh, by weeks are great. I love them. You know, there's, there's, you get to watch all the other teams go after each other. You get to watch the, your, your favorite players who are injured, maybe get healthy yep. uh, and, and you get, you get the better part of two weeks to see who's, who's coming up next and and who you could play against. Uh, look at the, the rest of the season on a, on a bigger, bigger scale. And I think that's big for the giants because we're playing a Houston Texans team. Uh, of which the Eagles uh, Sebastian's team beat not long ago the Giants are going to be uh favorites for um anyone that's listening anybody's listening correct me if I'm wrong for the first time this year the Giants are going to be six and a half game favorites on the Houston Texans even without Xavier McKinney who got a uh, giddy on an ATV down in Cabo um so we'll be without him that's fantastic um more on that later but uh Very excited about where the Giants have have come. Uh, If you listen to the show, you know me and Dennis have talked about this how we never thought we'd be in this position. And first year Giants general manager Joe Shane, I don't think he thought he'd be in this position either. Uh, I think he assumed maybe at this point in the year, three wins, maybe four if we were lucky. Now he has a team that can potentially join the best teams in the NFL in, in a playoff hunt. Do you do that or do you? Say, so, you know, just just flow with it and keep our draft capital for next year and the year after that. Who knows? Anywho, that having been said, um, one thing, whether you like the Giants or the Cowboys or the Eagles or even the Washington Commanders, uh, there's one thing that is for certain. The NFC beast is back.
2: Yeah. I, I, was, I was just about to say that. I mean, you know, the, the Eagles are, you know, eight and no right now. But there's, you know, still a long way to go. There's still a lot of games left. And I I, I feel like anything could happen, Um, especially when we start getting into those divisional games. Right. And when we play you guys, um, which isn't till like, the last, what, like, two weeks? It's always like that. Yeah, it's always like that. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I I think, I, I know a lot of people, you know, Say all oh, like the NFCs the last you know couple seasons hasn't been you know it's been weak and and everything but this season it's it's going well man I I'm I'm impressed um I I do think you know I I think anyone could win it to be honest I you know I th- I think you guys are doing really well and one of the things that I've noticed you know watching your games is your I'd say you guys are more of like a second half team during these games, which scares me a lot because the Eagles have been, they've been fun. It's, it's been fun so far, but it's a first half team. Second half, like there's really not a lot of offense and it's going to be interesting to see like what game where, where that's just going to like maybe bite us.
0: Yeah, no, and I, and I think it's and, and me and Dennis have talked about this in the few in the last few weeks, and, and you know me, the Eagles are like I I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah. I cannot stand them. Like the the Eagles could be the worst team in football. And I, I've made this I've made this point to you in person. The Eagles could be the worst team in football and not win a single they could win one game all year and it would be against the Giants. Yeah. That's the, the Eagles have had the Giants number forever. Yeah. And you're looking at Two great success stories in the NFC East. Forget the commanders, forget the Cowboys for a second. Yeah. Looking at two great stories and two completely different ways. Mm-hmm. One, the Eagles, the past few years have been building up to this. They they drafted a quarterback that all football fans like, hmm, and Eagles fans alike were not happy about because they still thought Carson Wentz was the guy. Yep. He was gonna be the guy, he was the, the guy at the time, he was gonna be the guy forever. So they were like, oh, what's the story with this? And the Eagles, between free agency, between uh, draft picks last few years, have been building up to this undefeated team that you're seeing right now. So I think to Eagles players, Eagles fan, the Eagles front office, maybe not being undefeated, but they expected the Eagles to be- do well. Yeah. And the Giants, this was a rebuilding year. Like, uh, Sebastian, you've known me long enough, I'm I'm – I'm the biggest Giants fan there is, but I'm also not afraid to say when my team sucks. Yeah. And th- this year was not, I was thinking on a, in, a, in a good year, six wins, which is what the Giants have right now. If we were lucky, it's six wins. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. We're not even halfway through November. And the Giants are in a rebuilding phase. So you got the Eagles who are set up to be good and have the best record in the NFL as they should, because that's how this team has been built. Yeah. Then you have this Giants team that's not going to win the division because they're not going to be better than Dallas, in my opinion, at the end of the day. And they're certainly not going to be better than the Eagles at the end of the day. But if you told me the Giants would have six wins and have a two-and-a-half game lead over the team that's behind them to get that last wild-card spot with – I think we we have the second most injured team in the NFL – it's it's two success stories and from two completely different ways of looking at it i guess or two
2: different completely different approaches now let me let me one's ask on you. purpose and one's on
0: one's by accident not, sure
2: yeah. yeah No, i was going to ask you so a lot of these games that you guys have won they've been like it, it, they've been close cuz they've been close games right yeah um, a lot of times by like one you know just like one possession what do you think like what do you like credit that to like you know let's there there's games there that you guys have won this season that you probably wouldn't have won last season what do you credit that to
0: yeah I mean I, I think there's a few things but I think the biggest the biggest thing and the most obvious thing is coaching and I I I can say that you know over the past few years or even back to the the Tom Coughlin era I would say, yeah, these guys are calling the plays, but big deal. These are the players on the field that are making the plays. Yeah. But this Giants team is still intact from the last few years. Like the the, the big the the big names have been there throughout our, our past coaching regimes with Joe Judge and and Pat Shermer and even Ben McAdoo and uh, Daniel Jones and, and Saquon Barkley and, and and all these guys. And we're we're bringing practice squad receivers and some of our key offensive linemen especially last year were out and now you're seeing with Brian Dable and Joe Shane I've said it on this show a few times the the definition of a coach or at least of a good coach is you take what you have whether it's a bunch of all-stars or a bunch of rookies or a bunch of practice squad guys and you bring out the best and and the guys you have available and and that's what and that's what they've done and the other thing is and you've seen this a lot uh, with the Giants this, this year is they trust the players. They are going for it on third and long, on these fourth and short plays, on these two-point conversions that in the past they were not doing. And they're saying, like, we trust the guys on this team. If we're not going to get the win now, we, we may never get the chance again. And I, I think those were things I think past coaches played very conservative. And I think this Giants front office, this Giants coaching staff says we're not we're not equipped to win a Super Bowl. We're not equipped to to be undefeated or, or or even win the division in this this really talented division this year. Let's go out and win the games like while we have the chance to do it. And I think those players are playing for that coaching staff. So I, I think Daniel Jones is coming into his coming into his own. I think another thing is though, again, to the coaching staff is they realize over the past few years their scouting report they've seen what Daniel Jones does well but they see what he does not do well and they're like well let's take what he doesn't do well and ignore that and just focus on what he does do well and use our offensive line use Saquon Barkley use Matt Burita let's focus on that and they're I think they're just doing an incredible job of that and uh, I'll sound like a broken record probably by the time this is over, but I, I really think it's 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 the coaching. And and Brian Dable and Joe Shane, they come from a team that was on hard times for a long time in the Buffalo Bills.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now they're pretty much the Super Bowl favorites with the Chiefs and the Eagles hot on their trail.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I again, I, I can't say enough good things. About the coaching staff and uh, like they, they have us in the games and that's as a Giants fan not going into this year expecting a Super Bowl or expecting anything big that's that's all we could have asked for. Kind of went r- around in circles on that answer,
2: but yeah, no, I I, I was talking, I, I went and watched uh you know some football this on Sunday with a couple of old coworkers and and we were talking about it and one one of them is like a really big Bills fan. And, um, you know, I, I like with the way the things, you know, are going for the Giants, like it wouldn't surprise me if he gets nominated for coach of the year.
1: He has, and, he has to.
0: And I think I think the two top nominees and it's it might sound like I'm biased here for a second, but the top two would be Giants, Brian Dable and the Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Yep. And this goes back to this conversation. The only reason. And feel free to chime in if you disagree. I I would put Brian Dable over Nick Sirianni. And the reason is what I was just saying. Nick Sirianni has a team equipped to be good. Yes. Especially with free agency and the moves that um, Howie has made. Like they are equipped to do well. The Giants are not. The Giants were not at the start of the year. The Giants are so hurt. The injuries are not there. Even healthy. The talent's just not there alone. So to get six wins and to be at this point behind, like fairly close to the Eagles to be in first of the division is shocking. That's the only reason at this point I would put Dable above Sirianni, but your thoughts.
2: Oh, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, in, in the offseason, you know, how he made all the moves and like for a lot of us, it was, Hey, like there's, there's no excuse for Jalen or for this team to, to make a, you know, a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, the way it's been going I, I'm that part, I'm shocked. I, I expected at this point, you know, at least one or two losses. Um, and, and I still do. I don't, I don't think this team goes undefeated. I think somewhere in, you know, the rest of the season, there is going to be a loss. And And I think the interesting part of it's going to be like, how do they bounce back from that? Because I think that's going to tell the full story of of this Eagles team. You know, I, th- I think there is where we're going to see, okay, is this team really, you know, is it the real deal? So, so it'll be interesting. I
0: think what helps a lot, too, is, like, I look at the Eagles schedule, Cowboys, the Giants. We we have the luck of the draw this year. We have an easy schedule, all of the teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and with that, you're seeing the weakest team in the division, which is Washington, mm-hmm. who the Eagles are playing Monday night. Yep. Um, I, I expect a competitive game in the first half, but I do expect the Eagles to come out and and win that. Washington just like bless their hearts, like they just can't figure it out, and they have so much stuff going on off the field, front office. Um, but but the NFC the NFC East is has an easy like, the Giants could win 11 games this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Giants' next two games are Houston and Detroit. Both very winnable. And I am, as, as a, someone, as a diehard Giants fan, does not want to see the Eagles do well. I'm looking down, the like, at the Eagles' schedule in November and December. I don't see a loss. At least if I was an unbiased fan and you made me put money on it, I, I really don't see a loss. I'm sure there will be one, to your point there will be one or two more than likely it'll be like when you least expect it. But yeah. if I had to put money on it, I, I don't feel comfortable betting on the Eagles or betting against the Eagles really in any of these games they have remaining. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I and think. I,
2: and, oh, sorry. I was going to say, and, and, you know, the way, the way that the division has been going with, you know, like between Eagles Giants and Cowboys like I think that's great for the NFL and I think it's great for you know the Eagles Giants rivalry having two teams doing really well you know with those last two games you know towards the end of the season I think it's great
0: I think no I I completely agree and this is a division that has great rivalries between all four of those teams granted the Giants, Dallas, and Philly have had more success than Washington has had in a long time. But when all of those teams are playing well and those games all mean something, that's that's good for the league. It's also good that the Giants and Jets are both, uh, both have winning records. Good uh, good old Zach, as, Zach Wilson being two of the worst teams in the last five plus years. Yeah. Um, no, I, I completely agree, and I think it's great when when the NFC East is doing well. I think that's that's good for football. Um, so we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited as a Giants fan and excited to go to Thanksgiving where uh, i sure I'll hear all about it, but one team I will not be hearing about because they could not finish the job. Um, let's go over to baseball. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, I gave Sebastian the business. Um, I noticed Twitter trends. <laughs> and not liking Yankees uh, tweets as much, and liking Tampa Bay Rays tweets, and liking Phillies tweets. Um, I have uh, beaten the horse dead uh, about the Yankees for better or worse. Uh, they obviously lost and didn't put up a fight against Houston, and then Houston goes uh, to the World Series against the Phillies, who backed into the playoffs, but were the epitome of getting hot at the right time yeah and for the first two three games of the series the world series against houston they were holding their own and it was like hey this could be possible the phillies can pull this off and then after that the phillies pulled off like one of the worst offensive performances in world series history and uh philadelphia became the first major city to lose to uh professional sports championships (laughs) in the
2: same day um but made great twitter material it made one it made great twitter material two some guy ate 40 chickens (laughs) and that's how they celebrated i saw i saw someone quote tweet that and they said philadelphia isn't a city it's an experience (laughs) and i was like yeah you know what you're right that checks out that's, that's like uh what's what are they
0: saying batman it's like it's the hero <laughs> that's the hero philly didn't need
2: but deserved yeah
0: <laughs> but they, they don't need him right now yeah. um my
2: favorite, my favorite part of that is the in the reporter that was like did you do you like eating chicken he's like no i hate it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah he was on like
2: the morning news <laughs> no I, yeah. I hate it yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or It was it was very poetic that it was like the day a day or two after, after yeah. the Phillies uh lost in the world series. <laughs> but um I mean Sebastian, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus because I hey. care, I care hey. deeply about you, but uh well well one what what was the infatuation of leaving the Yankees? I obviously you work in Tampa and you have deep roots to that area so I can understand the Rays when they're not playing the Yankees and I understand that you're an Eagles fan what was the infatuation of the Phillies Uh, tell me more about why I mean I'm upset about the Yankees too if you listen to me and Dennis and any of our buddies from Connecticut that we bring on the show none of us are happy about the Yankees we're all mad about the Yankees We, we hate them but we love them so why Tell, tell me your thought process. Are you, are you done with the Yankees? Why go to the Phillies and just your overall thoughts for better or worse about the, the baseball playoffs?
2: Um, so no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't jump shit to ship to the Phillies, but I, I was rooting for them though. I was, I was rooting for them and I, you know, it was, it was exciting to see them like go on that run. Um, and you know, like I, I have ties to Pennsylvania and everything. And I have friends who, that are from Philly and all that. So, you know, it was exciting just to like root for them, but no, man, the Yankees, the Yankees frustrate me, man. I, that shit. Like, like I, I, I checked out the season. And I was like, I, I need a mental break from this. Cause this, this gets me angry. Like, you you know, we, there's teams that we like, you know, same teams that we support and then there's other teams that we don't support and i feel like out of, out of all of them the yankees is the one that frustrates me the most because i'm like th- this makes no sense like you what are you doing like it should be world series every year like i'm sorry and so it get it gets me very upset and so yeah no i was just i was just liking tweets and i was like oh this is a cool playoff room but that was pretty much it um I-
0: I made a point to Dennis on in uh, front of our listeners that haven't listened. Like, go back and listen. To it. And I, I made the point to Dennis. And I think this kind of – I think this is kind of where you're getting at is, like, the Yankees – I said the great thing about the Yankees is you anticipate the season lasting longer because you anticipate being in the playoffs. Yes. You anticipate the primetime games. You anticipate the big home runs. You anticipate that every year, no matter what, you're going to have a shot at winning the championship. Yeah. And I said, that's great. I I love that about the Yankees. That's awesome. But also, like when you get to these playoffs and the Yankees are playing teams like the Cleveland Guardians, or you see the Phillies doing well, or even in past years. I used the example of the Minnesota Twins. I used when the Detroit Tigers were kicking the Yankees butts way back when you'd see everyone with the rally towels like going nuts. At Yankee Stadium, there are no rally towels. Everyone's like, all right, chop chop, let's get to the next. Let's go. let's go. And and when the Phillies are there, like, because they, they don't know when they're gonna get there again. Yeah. Same thing with the Cleveland Guardians, they're playing the team and the Yankees that everyone loves to hate. Yeah. The Guardians are just like having fun, like they're packed on a, a Monday <laughs> afternoon, whatever it is. And and I, I missed that. Like, I as a Yankees fan, you're not we're not gonna get that because you anticipate winning at all. That's the expectation every year. Those teams are just like, we're going to make this home environment as crazy as, as loud as we can possibly make it. And who knows what will happen? Maybe there's a, maybe there's a bad pitch. Maybe there's a a freak solo home run. Maybe there's a, who knows? The Yankees, it's just like, all right, all right, come on. We got to get to the next one. We got to get to the next one. So I can, I can appreciate that of these other teams that aren't, aren't as you said it's, not yeah. high, it's yeah. just it's I, I can appreciate that and i can appreciate what i saw at citizens bank park yeah. everyone getting nuts for a team that a lot of them were giving up on in the last month of the year
2: yeah Yes. i mean they didn't get into what like the last like week week and a half barely yeah
1: barely but uh, I,
0: I know like a lot of friends i went to school with at that temple a lot of they're they're true they they love their they love their sports they love they love their phillies and i love my sports too and i love my yankees and all that but i i can i can appreciate that there is a something different about those teams that are not like there there was a time and there will be a time again where teams like the phillies do expect making the playoffs every year but now the mets are good again yeah. The Braves have been good. So it's kind of crowded in that division. But yeah. that's but you get the point.
2: Yeah. No, I I I agree. Have you have you seen there was a there was this guy that sent it was like a tweet from like I think it was either 2018 or 2019 and he he basically predicted every year who the World Series winner was going to be and he's gotten it right.
0: We're next, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw I did I did see that well let's yep. go
2: Yankees um, yep so we'll see do you, so free agency starts I think Thursday I think it or we'll when see. they can officially oh. sign this Thursday yes signing yeah this. Yep. so um, are, you, are you do you think do you think judges uh
0: I was about to say right before you came on there yep. was a video I don't know where this was it's like a hotel lobby or what it is and there's some New York reporters that catch up with Brian Cashman and they're like, so judge, like, have you guys reached out to his team or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I, I don't really have a comment on it. And he has like this, like almost like cynical smirk on his face. And they like, they keep pressing him on. He's like, no, nah, I don't have anything to say about it. But he has like this smirk that like, like something good happened, but he can't tell you about it yet. Yeah. Maybe that's his face. Or maybe something actually did happen. But I if it I don't know. I I I don't know. Pardon me wants him back. Pardon me says blow it up.
2: And
0: if he does go, if he does leave, he's not a Yankee. There'll be a morning mourning period. Oh yeah. But I'll but I'll get over
2: it. <laughs> I think I think this is like the best free agency since uh when like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, yeah, that year, because because there's just a there's a lot of talent,
1: both of
0: which were looked at as potential Yankee players, and look what
1: the Yankees are now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we got one more topic I want to get into. Sebastian, do you have yeah. anything to add about baseball?
2: Um, I'll be on, dude. This was like one of the first. I, like in a really long time, where like I just enjoyed watching like the season and the playoffs, like and I and I had a fun time like going to games in like a very long time. And we almost didn't have a season, mm-hmm. like we hey, this this was gonna be a lockout. Yeah, and it should have been a lockout since the Astros ones. But but hey, we're.
0: I think yeah. I'm still personally on that note. I think I'm still kind of appreciating and enjoying post COVID. Well, COVID is still a very real deal, but I think just kind of the simpler things in life, yeah, like being able to go to a game or just sit down on the couch and just watch the television and just watch baseball as slow as it may be, yeah, I think I'm still kind of at that point where I'm appreciating those things that maybe we took for granted years yeah. ago. I think I'm still kind of at that, at that phase uh, right now, but... Anywho, um, there's still like me and Dennis have said, and like me and Sebastian just said, there's gonna be a lot of off-season stuff going on. And we will talk about uh talk more about baseball as that progresses and the offseason progresses. One last thing before we let Sebastian go. Um, Major League Soccer MLS, another season in the books. Congratulations
1: yeah. to LAFC. Um, which you know. I don't think there's going to be many people that
0: were shocked at that one throughout the entire course of the year, the playoffs, even going into the MLS Cup. I think for me there was a very big part of the season where I thought that Philly-LA matchup, that was definitely yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, the only team I thought that was going to really get in Philly's way in the East was going to be New York City. Um, LAFC, I, I just didn't see. Austin I hung in there for a bit, but I just didn't see anyone – stopping LAFC and that's been destined for since LAFC joined MLS since they became a team. It was a matter of time before they, they got their chance and got their trophy um, in Orlando city, uh, obviously ends on a, a sour note. We can recap all of that, but they will be um, playing in, I believe it's going to be the first or second ish week of March. And Tigres, um which what a what a draw for them! Uh, oh yeah did you I,
2: did you watch the draw? Did you see how it happened?
0: I, I didn't see the live draw, but I've still been me you know I, I saw it just on Twitter. Everyone at the same time was tweeting about it, and Evan Weston and you and Orlando City, and I saw everyone tweeting about it. So I, I want to get into all that. I want to get into all that.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, just uh, here, let's talk Orlando City first, and we can go yeah. to. Um, this is not an Orlando city centric podcast. I mean, you can say it is because I'm the only Orlando and since Dennis is feeling ill and not able to tell me, I can't talk about soccer. This <laughs> is the, you have to do it. Uh, in a general sense of it was, I'm going to say a disappointing year. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say you could agree or disagree with me. I'm going to say in a general sense, it was, it was disappointing. Um, disappointing. I don't I don't want to say it was a letdown because we went into the year knowing this was going to be because of the, the offseason moves, this, that, and the other. I don't think we were going to be at least healthy, as strong as we were as a healthy team, we would have been last year. I think we went into that. I think my expectations got higher and higher because I saw like we put a really good team together. Guys like Kara didn't really mesh well. At the, at the get-go. He kind of came into his own a little bit. Facundo Torres didn't mesh well at the get-go.
1: Yeah.
0: Facundo Torres became the most important player we had the entire year. Um, and then I think just when we got to the summer, where summertime sadness uh, typically kicks in, we were in a lot better position than I thought we were. So when I say disappointing, I mean, kind of where, where we got there, I, I feel like we should have left with with at least an MLS We have hardware. The the open cup run was incredible. I want to talk, dive more into that too. Um, I wish the open cup team showed up for the MLS games in the last month or two, because the open cup team, granted you're playing the Tampa Bay Rowdies and teams that may not have been putting in their starting roster at the get go. But I, I really wish the open cup, like the heart, that we had in those those up Open Cup games. I wish that showed in the last month or two of the MLS season. Um, we we got hardware, so I'm, I'm excited about that. And and I and I said it to you in person. I said in our our group chat. The Open Cup. That's all I wanted. I wanted that trophy. When when we realized it was a, a possibility, I said, if we get that and we miss the playoffs, or we make it to the playoffs, losing the first round, I'll be okay. But that September left a real sour taste in my mouth. And I'll yeah. leave it at that. What do, you, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think I think in terms of like if, you know, if we're not talking about open cup and we're we're focusing just on the season. Yeah, it to me it was it was just really inconsistent. Like, you know, players that were supposed to show up every game just weren't doing that um you know unfortunately we had injuries throughout the entire season like our you know our defense you know at at one point Antonio Carlos we didn't know if he was going to come back right and then you know Janssen especially those last couple games you know missed him a lot um yeah and and you know there were games that we were supposed to win that we didn't and it wasn't just like we we just like lost them you know last minute. No, it was like we were getting our asses kicked. You know, like there was was it the DC game at home where we lost like 5 to 3 and went against the last place team. It was 4th of July.
0: 4th of July. 4th yeah,
2: of July. And that 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 you know, looking at that game, um the game against Miami in October. Um, you know, there's just so many games that, you know, you look back at and you're like, you know, we we win those or we get a point out of them? We could have had a home game. I yep. could have been a home game and and maybe, you know, our playoffs would have been different. Who knows?
0: That's DC. That's the worst team in the league that you lose to twice. Right. And then you lose to your rival in the last week or two when you are pushing for a for playoff. playoff. Yeah. You get beat that bad.
2: Yeah. So I, I think, you know, that's something that in the off season they're going to have to figure out, like, how do you, turn those losses into into good results like how do you you know even even if it's not a win but it's a draw how do you do that and is it finding you know consistent players you know or you know is we, we and we've talked about this a lot you know changes in, in the coaching like what's gonna happen there so so it'll be interesting i, I it's not gonna I, I think and I, I think they interviewed Oscar today, and he said, like, for the most part, like the core of the team is going to stay the same. Yeah, which is a good thing, but
1: I don't I don't know. I mean, do you want do you want Oscar, do you want Oscar to stay?
2: i I, I you know, we we've talked about this. i th- I think he should stay because he has one more year. I think he should stay the year. But it that also depends on, you know, where we are. You know halfway in the season like if we're doing that it's like hey maybe it's time to find someone new like you you've taken the team as far as you can lauren do you want oscar to stay
0: <laughs>
1: lauren says yes i think took a really not great team that was kind of a mess yeah got us to the playoffs got us um, a uh, world cup <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get the world cup, <laughs> <Open> cup and- <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know, and he he had some bad moments at the end of the season, but I think overall I support it. I think the players need to perhaps uh, make better strategies. Yeah. On the field.
2: Yeah. I think I think it's finding players with, with more consistency, especially especially the bench. Because there were there were some players there that I was just like, man, like
0: I think my but uh, if- and I think my biggest issue with Oscar is the subs. Like, I feel like this year and the year before that, it's like time and time again, the only time he makes a tactical decision or a substitution, it's too little too late. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to disagree with the fact that like the players clearly love him and they play for him. And you see that on the field, you see it on the bench, you see it in the locker room, you see it in just the celebrations, like everything. I'm not, Disregarding that, and and I love Oscar, like I really do. uh And I'm I'm sick of as an Orlando City fan, as a season ticket holder for X amount of years. I don't even know how many it's been at this point. I'm I'm sick of the coaching carousel. Like at, at some point, yeah. there needs to be some consistency with the roster and the coaching staff. Yes. But like, and I understand the value in that. But it, it it's just like and, and Oscar, there's without a doubt, without a doubt, whether he he stays for five years or gets fired tomorrow he's done more for Orlando city by far than, than any coach we've had that. And and his, his, his administration, his, his staff, uh, they, they've done more. They've taken us to another level. There's no doubt in that by any means it's, it's just like, just tactically, I see the same, I see the same stuff and, and, when it's a team that that's outplaying us or our team that are not matched by, it seems like he's just like behind, like it, when it happens, the tactical decision happens, it's too little, too late. And I see that a lot. Yeah. And yeah. that's what concerns me.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, start of next season, we just, we just, you know, go on like a, you know, great streak and everything goes well, but if you, it doesn't if that doesn't happen and you know, and it's unfortunately time for him to go. My I, I'm really hoping they just don't make like a they just don't rush to the decision and they're like, okay, let's just find the next available guy. Like I, I think they have to bring someone in that like you know knows the culture of uh, not just you know the players, but also the fans. So let me let me ask you this.
0: Because yeah. you make a great point, And then I want to get to Champions League. And then we got to wrap things up. You make a great point, And what I was going to say is what's I think makes it very frustrating. And I actually ran into a girl that worked at Orlando City. Um, and I was helping her at work, and she told me she worked for Orlando City and she's like, well, well and I was like, oh, I'm a season ticket holder. She's like, oh, what do you think? We do well. What do you think we can improve on blah, 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 concession stands, this, that, and the other? And then I said, you know what's what's really aggravating is someone that's spent all the money on just the tickets alone, and then you know the the food and the drinks and the the merchandise and the parking and this the, the travel whatever else. I see all these other teams: New York City, Atlanta, LAFC, Minnesota, Austin, Cincinnati, Miami. All these teams that are where we are, if not better, with better facilities. We have, a, we have a
1: world-class facility, don't get me wrong, but with better amenities, MLS cups, better talent, better just culture, mm-hmm.
0: better connections with the city that when Orlando started was second to none, and that's kind of fallen off, like all of that. And I'm like, why are there clubs that started years after we did or started the same time we did and seem to have everything from top to bottom better than we do or more with more class than we do or more quality than we do? That's extremely infuriating. So like I said, I want consistency. There is value and consistency in the roster, the coaching staff. The front office, the ownership, they all have to acknowledge that, too. But, like, where do you where, where do you draw the line of consistency with all that? But then with the coaching staff ownership, front office, urgency to watch everyone passing you by.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, teams that start, like, Sebastian, it, it irks me to say that I'm confident that I think Miami is going to get to an MLS Cup, if not win one, before we do. Like, I, I think of my buddies that I still am very close with and talk to all the time up in, in New York and, and Harrison that go to the, the Red Bulls games, the Viking Army. And they watched New York City FC. The Red Bulls are one of the most storied franchises, if not the most, next to DC United. They were obviously the Metro Stars. Yeah. And they watched a team come out of nothing but a wallet. Went it before them. Went it before them just nothing out of just just out of money they just it popped up from man city's piggy bank and won it before them and philly almost won it before them they came that close i i was thinking about my red bulls buddies they had to be sick to their stomachs at points in that that game like i i I can't even imagine how they're feeling but forget them for a second. Like I'm just watching all these clubs pass us by. And it just seems like we're still light years away. And that's, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but that that's what makes me extremely frustrated.
2: I I think, you know, obviously part of it is is the market, you know, a lot of these players are wanting to go to those bigger cities, those bigger markets. Um, I know part of it too, is just the ownership. And, you know, I – I'm hoping that, you know, our ownership looks at this offseason and they're like, okay, you know, we won the Open Cup. We made it to playoffs. Like, now we got to take it to that next level. Like, now we got to – like, it's either supporter shield or it's going on a deep playoff run. Like, what do we got to do to get to that position? So – yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. It, it I, I think it's gonna be a really interesting off season. And you know, figuring out like who's like if Facundo's gonna stay, you know, the whole thing with Galese, like are we signing him, are we not signing him? Like it's gonna be interesting.
0: Pay pay the man.
2: Pay the man, yeah, yeah.
1: Oof.
0: And and to your point, as much as I'm salty, we have hardware, and that was yeah. I mean, any of us, I think at the end of the, at the end of the day, if you said we would have gotten the open cup, any of us would have taken it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we'll leave it at this. Like I said earlier on, uh, Orlando City is getting Tigres, which that's, of course, that's the Orlando City way is we, we would get them. And that'll be uh, quite the interesting road trip. So uh, I think it was Derek on Twitter said, get your passports. Right all that sorted out um shout out to him
2: um i was gonna i was gonna add and i mean it's it's soccer related um you know the world cup roster comes out tomorrow
1: yes yes
0: um,
2: so
0: we'll and we, we have another episode before then but i i don't know if you'll be able to come on or not but do you do you have here Ch- champions league and world cup your thoughts before we get out of here
2: um I, oof, I, Champions League, uh, it, I, I'm excited for that Tigres game. I think having a team of that, that quality, you know, come to Explore is going to be really fun. Do we and, have a
0: home, do we have a home field advantage? Do we get, I, do we have a potential at an open cup type crowd or probably
2: not? I hope so. I think that'd be really cool. Like, if they, they got to market that thing, like, hey, you know, we got one of the biggest teams in Mexico coming through, like, y'all got to show up. Yeah that needs to happen um as for world cup oh man uh you know we've talked about this i i think this this u.s team is going in with a chip on their shoulder and i'm 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 confident they're going to get out of the group um i'll be interested to see like those surprises in the roster um and i mean yeah we can definitely talk more about it in in a in another episode um but, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that's excited for this World Cup. There's another part of me that's like, oh man, like there's so much going on that it's like, ah, uh, right.
0: Something that. doesn't feel something something. Yeah, enough. something
2: about it doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I and, and and I've told you like I've my predictions of who is going to make a deep run, who I think isn't going to do a lot. So yeah,
0: I was talking to. I have a bunch of buddies back in Michigan that run like a, a Lansing-centric uh, soccer podcast. My question was, are you guys still hyped up about the World Cup in November? Because it doesn't feel like there's the same no. hype around it. it, yeah. it there, there really isn't. I mean,
2: I I was I was going to say I don't know if you've seen like on on Twitter or like Facebook that the you know now there's like hey like and you know watch parties and all that around like downtown. Yeah. But there's just something about a watch party during the summer watching games you know with your friends like it's there, there's that feeling and i don't i don't feel like that feeling is there with this yeah yeah it's, it's, it's
0: weird it's weird still so much like there's so much going on there's like a potential hurricane off the coast there's the holidays there's politics there's there's still getting out of covid there's just so much Football season's going on. Basketball starts. There's like a Paulo Boncaro exists. There's yep. <laughs> there's there's just so much. There's so much going on. Yeah. But yeah. no, I'm. I'm. And I mean, the two out of the three group stage games I'll probably be at work.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be in in Colombia, so I'm probably going to miss all three of
0: them. I will be in Philly for uh, the england game the day after thanksgiving
2: well that'll be good
0: that'll be the one i am anticipating watching uninterrupted so nobody get in my way and
2: well, here's the thing I, I think we're gonna beat them. i am i am confident that we're gonna beat them
1: i hey I, I sebastian i i hope you're right i do not share uh yes lauren i didn't know that can i read that on the on the podcast i'll throw it in. i'll wait until it's over to read that i'll tell sebastian what you just texted me um
0: yeah it's a good one sebastian yeah. <laughs> but yeah no i'm i'm excited again sebastian you're always welcome we covered a range of topics i appreciate you coming on in dennis's absence dennis if you are listening uh feel better um, Yeah hope you are hope you are doing well uh say it's like ferris bueller's day off like save dennis feel free to donate uh to get dennis some miller lights and some uh vitamins uh like i said sebastian we covered a range of topics before you get out of here uh anything it's it's like uh, when you win um what is this not part of the interruption around the horn when you win around the horn you get 30 seconds to talk about whatever you want to talk about
2: oh man um what am I going to talk about? Uh, the, 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 25 the...
1: seconds. now.
2: Oh, no. Um, well, yeah. Uh, Pablo Bancaro is is the GOAT. Um, your Boston Bruins are doing really well. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing great. Um, let's see. What else can I talk about? Uh, there's a lot of good music out right now. Have you listened to the new Phoenix album? It's awesome. After Midnight, or
0: what is it? Is that what it's called, After Midnight? Yeah. That one didn't do it for
2: him. I that think the good. rest of the album is pretty solid.
0: What's one? <singing> <singing> on
2: That's uh, Alpha Zulu.
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah. <clears throat> that, that one's a banger. That was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, I almost walked into the lodge on Saturday to ask if the kitchen was open. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> I wanted to walk in and be like, how dare you stand where he stood? But. Uh, <laughs> too soon shout out to paul he's still he's still from
0: paul from previous lodges at current lodge oh really yeah so pop in if anyone's listening pop in and go go visit paul over there he's still holding it down cool
2: Um, i'll I'll definitely have to go back we'll just check it out
1: yeah there's a lot of a lot of ghosts in there a lot of ghosts all right well
0: i guess that'll just about do it um the matt dennis podcast we are on twitter at Matt Dennis Pod, feel free to listen to us on there. We're doing uh, one episode a week, typically comes out middle of the week. Dennis again, uh, feel better. Um, hope you do. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, take your vitamins in Dennis's place. Can't do without him. And uh we we hope to have him back, Sebastian Arbelias, uh Sebastian. Uh, do you want to plug any social media accounts?
2: No, but if anyone has eight dollars, um Here's my Ben no, I'm just like no. I don't.
0: So he keeps his he keeps his check mark. Keeps <laughs> Sebastian's check mark. All right. And that, that's all we got again. On Twitter, Matt Dennis Pod. That's Sebastian. I'm Matt Scarano. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good night.